Good morning, Canberra, and welcome to Fuzzy Logic, your science on a Sunday. That was a bit of an ode to the brain to start with, a bit of scientific uh, auto-tune, bringing the voices of scientists to us in song. And uh, today we are very excited to bring our show to you. We're not going to be talking about the brain, but we are going to be talking about sleeping today. And so I hope you are awake and listening to this. If you are asleep and listening to this, I'm impressed. I'm not sure how you're managing that, how you got the radio on and how you're even hearing me now. But we may even talk about uh, how people can hear things while they sleep and what our body's actually doing. But before we get into all that, I should introduce myself. My name's Broderick, and it's a pleasure to have you with us this morning. And joining me in the studio is Phoebe. Good morning, Phoebe. Oh, good morning. <laughs> uh, it I was asleep in listening to, the, to this. You were asleep? Yep. Yep. Until just then. <laughs> it is very easy to kind of... Uh, just tune out and uh, take it easy. And well, the computer seems to be asleep. We wanted to play our fabulous theme song, but yeah, but, uh, no, it, that, it, that is not going to happen. I couldn't everybody, find it. So. Um, I was debating doing a singing version, but uh, I think you should. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that would wake everyone up. It would. It would. Um, isn't it funny? Actually, the alarm sound that you pick what the effect that actually has on you have you uh, especially with the advent of smartphones where they all have like the same tones on them and you can pick any one of them mm. for your alarm tone I wonder, ever- I wonder if that's like a characteristic of you i mean what alarm tone you choose you know like some people have that like bum, 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 and i just find that really jarring like a frightening sort of oh my God, i'm late already or, or something I, I prefer something a bit more sort of you know decorative piano to gently wake me from my slumber but uh well i'm i'm totally know. with you there because um i this is this is my alarm tone if we can see that's nice yeah that's nice, that's nice. um my, it sounds like a lullaby though it it is it gets me up it gets me up um, but yeah, my my old housemate used to have that big bum 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 one, and that was just. But the problem was for her, she couldn't get up without it. In fact, Aww. it would go off for ages <laughs> until eventually until you she, got up and well, smashed her phone. Yeah, almost, almost. Luckily, I could only hear it when I was already like out of my room and awake. But yeah, she just really struggled with getting up, and the alarms wouldn't do it for her. She Aww. she she somehow could manage to turn her alarm off in her sleep. Uh, wow. Yeah. See, for a long time, my partner, his alarm uh, sound was that Robbie Williams song, uh, Rock DJ. And that starts with the <laughs> dun, 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 swing it with your torso, da 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 boys getting da 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 So for ages, whenever I heard that song on the radio with the dun, dun, it was sort of, <gasps> oh, I've got to get up, I've got to go it's, do something, I can't party now, Robbie. That's right. It's totally Freudian signaling, isn't yeah. it? It's, 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 um, it's just like, oh, I'm waking up and going, no, yeah. yeah, I've got to do it. Like, I find that if you uh, set a song as your phone ringtone for a long time, that song will make me stressed because I think my phone is ringing and I've got to quickly like scramble through my handbag to find it before the bars of the song finish or whatever. That's and right. No, it's it changes things. Um, and in fact, you must because uh, your partner does shift work, doesn't mm, he? He's actually asleep right now. That, that's right. He had a shift last night. He was the inspiration for this show. We were talking <laughs> about getting him on the show, and then you told me he was going to be asleep, and I'm like, well, let's talk about sleep then. Mm. Um, so he could have been on the show, just snoring in the corner. Yeah. So. Do you have to like be really tiptoe cautious when you get home? Uh, and he's I try to be. It was funny. One time we had a tradesperson come to the house, and uh, my partner had warned 
the tradesperson that he'd probably be asleep, but I'd be around. So he came in uh, to the house, uh, knocked on the door anyway, opened the door, and I'm like, oh, you know, hi, you know, you're here to you know, look at the roof or whatever. And he's like, yeah, hi, I'm here to look at the roof. I was told that he was going to be asleep. And I'm like, yeah, he, he's asleep. He's just upstairs. So if you can just, okay, well, I'll just get up on the roof and I'll do the blah, blah, blah. And it was like, do you know what sleep means for most people? That means they need quiet and silence. Although some people don't. No. Some people can just sleep through anything. I'm not one of those people. Uh, uh, no, there's lots of different situations we can sleep in. Um, and one of the, the most uh, reported things when we start looking about sleeping is uh, how many hours of sleep we actually need. Uh, I think this is a very highly debated issue from person to person as well, because anybody would be happily telling you, like, oh, no, well, I personally need 12 and a half hours of sleep every single day. That's right. And then you get the, the huge workers like Margaret Thatcher and Kevin Rudd who claim they... Uh, survive on uh, a few hours of sleep a night, you know, three or four hours at the most. Really? Yeah, yeah. Margaret Thatcher was renowned for being an insomniac. She just, uh, she, she two or three hours was all she needed. that's why she seemed so angry with her policies <laughs> all the time. She was just grouchy. Potentially. Invade, invade! <laughs> well, and the same with uh, Kevin Rudd, you know, um, got that uh, reputation for being the hard ass. Maybe it was just he needed a bit more sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but look, the latest research that I was able to find, which came out uh, in the middle of this year, is saying that we need about seven hours of sleep. That's about the number. That's about the number. And and to do this, they actually, and this shows you how many studies there are, these scientists went through 5,300 different studies on sleep wow. to work out that ideal number. Wait, were these all peer-reviewed studies or was this just like blogs of people being like, <laughs> oh, I got eight hours sleep and I'm feeling pretty good. No, these, these are all proper peer-reviewed studies. Oh, okay. so, so it's genuine, it's genuine stuff. Um, yeah, and, and six hours or fewer... Uh, of sleep per night, not enough to sustain health, uh, not enough to sustain safety in adults too. Um, safety? Safety. If you're up for 17 hours uh, straight, which isn't really that long, like if you have a big day, 17 hours is, is totally doable, you mm, know. That's true. Early start at 6am and that's going to have you up until, you know, if you end up going uh, out dancing or somewhere like that, you know, 2, 3am, that's going to be take you around to 17 hours. Mm. Like if you go to a wedding, that's like well, every single wedding exactly, you that's to, a wedding. it's a 17 hour day. So if you decide not to drink at the wedding because you're going to drive home, but you've been awake for 17 hours, your um, tiredness level is actually equivalent to having a blood alcohol reading of 0.05. Wow. Yeah. That's so- very worrying. <laughs> Especially because, you know, as I said, my partner does shift work and he often says that, you know, sometimes if you've had a really, really big night shift, then driving home is one of the hardest parts because you just totally. want to get there and go to bed and... I think that's very concerning, yeah. but also emphasizes how much sleep rocks, and I love sleep. And I was saying before, there should be more songs about sleeping, because it's something we do every day for, well, minimum seven hours a day, as you said. Mm. Why aren't there more songs about it? There's so many songs about love and breaking up, but come on, sleeping? Well, I mean, it, there's not much that goes on around sleeping. I mean, yeah, there's, there's like dreaming. Well, there's dreaming. There's and... that, that break my stride. You know, last night I had the strangest dream. <laughs> That one. There we are. Um, Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. That's right. That's I'm a dreaming song. I'm gonna sleep all day. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. Yeah. But it should. Uh, yeah. Well, there should be a song about the Nana Nap, too. The Nana Nap's very... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Or like, I accidentally fell asleep on the train and I missed my stop. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's not the most interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> but if, as long as we get our seven hours, we're going to be okay. Mm. It might be a boring seven hours. It takes up like a third of our life, but it's an important thing to do is to get that seven hours of sleep. Um, so you said seven, it's seven at a minimum. Seven so at a maximum? minimum. Well, that's the funny thing. There is no maximum set. Um, and what? In fact, yeah. So chronic undersleeping linked to health problems such as weight gain, diabetes, heart disease. But upper limit, there's not really one there. If you're young or if you're recovering from an illness or just trying to catch up um, nine or more hours, go for it. You know, wow, just, just I thought that there it. was stuff that was coming out saying that you can sleep too much, but that's not a thing anymore. Uh, not according to this study. Oh. Um, in fact, these guys recommend, and I love this study, uh, this, this three-week sleep experiment they, they recommend people try, which is go to bed when you're tired and wake up spontaneously. <laughs> I feel like that's just when you spring out of bed. Ah. <laughs> 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 Good morning. The uh, birds are singing. <laughs> oh, it's a Disney film. That's right, but you're supposed to wake up spontaneously when you feel rested mm-hmm. and then assess how you feel during the day and how you perform and you're supposed to do that for three weeks now i they do say that if you have a job it's probably not the best time to do that because mm. you may sleep in and so this guy doesn't job. have a job anymore <laughs> that's right he's just offering scientific advice oh i swear advice. i'm doing a sleep study that's why i'm late i swear best excuse ever that's right they well they recommend doing the study during vacation but i'm like well in vacation i'm behaving very differently to what i normally yeah, do i would stay up just because i could exactly and then sleep till 2 p.m the next day yeah that's that's vacation exactly yeah <laughs> Man, do we live full lives. <laughs> yeah, Netflix and sleep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, no, look, overall, they recommend the right number of hours and also a good sleeping pattern too, regular sleeping pattern, um, not just, uh, you know, seven hours there, seven hours here, but a regular time at those seven hours and that'll keep you nice and healthy with mm. the sleeping. But I, d- uh, I don't... So waking up... Spontaneously and being awake and ready to rock. I feel like there's a difference there because some days I could wake up like that, but then there's other days when you wake up and you just roll over and fall back asleep again and then feel even worse after you've done that. But I'm just greedy for sleep. Like, I can't nap because if I nap, I'll want to sleep. Like, aren't you only meant to nap for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that? Whereas I'm just sort of like, nah, if I'm sleeping, it's six hours at a time yeah well there's 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 levels um and it's all about the the different um stages of sleeping uh when we're doing that and that's why sometimes when you uh, hit snooze and go back to sleep Mm. it can actually be bad because uh what's happened is you've gone um you go down into the the deep stages of sleep and then come back out of them and then you'll wake up um, at, at the right point in time when you're out of those deep stages of sleep in the more shallow um, areas. And so you wake up and you're all good, but then you're like, no, nah, I need some more sleep, press snooze. And then, your and then body you annoy can, your housemate. Then you annoy your housemate, totally. <laughs> um, and then you start dipping back down into that deep oh. stage of sleep. And so when the snooze alarm comes on, 
it's ripping you out of that deep stage and so you feel even worse because your body's not back at that waking up point where it's supposed to be. Um, so if you're going to snooze, how long should you snooze additionally for before you're back to that stage? You, you shouldn't you should. snooze at all. Oh, shouldn't snooze at all. I and I know it's difficult, but you should just wake up spontaneously <laughs> <laughs> when your no, when your alarm goes off. The the theory is that you should just get up straight away and um, jump into the day. You don't necessarily have to, you know, jump out of bed and be all happy about it. But not pressing the snooze button is a good plan. Yeah, you can be frowning. We'll let you. You can even have your eyes closed still as you stand up and go to the bathroom and start that hot shower Mm. yeah that's fine um but uh, don't go back to sleep and it's kind of the same with napping too if you're having a nap that 15 minute power nap is really good because it puts you in a restful state but it doesn't take you right down into that deep sleep but it gives you a bit of rest in those early stages of sleep um Mm. or you got to have it for a little bit longer to go through one full cycle in fact i should talk about these cycles because they're really interesting um so there's uh sort of three stages of sleep and then you finally get into the really deep sleep, which is called REM sleep or REM sleep. And REM stands for rapid eye movement. Um, and there we are. We could have played REM today. That would have been some oh! good sleeping music. I didn't even think of it. I'm going to go through my CDs, folks, and see if I can find some REM for you. Um, <laughs> but while uh, we're thinking about that, so let's, let's go through the stages of sleep. So stage one. Mm-hmm. That that really light uh, stage of sleep, you know, it's that that little time between wake and slumber, uh, where it's really easy for something to wake you up. You know, you're just nodding off, and <laughs> the phone vibrates, and someone's waking you up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like that stage one of sleep. That's um, like the would that almost be you know if you fall asleep on a plane and you do that sort of head just gently going forward and then to be no I'm awake I'm awake in this meeting I swear (laughs) this is very interesting talking about that's right and that's totally Uh, stage one sleep because your muscles start relaxing you might even twitch um, and you get those slow eye movements starting to happen so just very it's the twitching it's the twitching so my partner is he twitches like crazy like we'll be going to sleep and I like to listen to podcasts you know sort of to just sort of doze off and um I'm trying to listen to this thing and sort of just concentrate on it and sleeping. And then he twitches so violently, the whole bed shakes. And I'm awake because he's just twitched me awake. It's really frustrating. I can imagine. That would be terrible. I might tell him off, but because he's in that dozing stage, it's sort of just like... Yeah, well, so clearly he's he's maybe moved out of stage one then into a deeper sleep if he's not responding, or maybe he's just ignoring you. Um, <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, but yeah, if you get into stage two sleep, so that's going from that that very shallow to uh, stage two, um, your breathing and your heart rate become a bit more regular, mm. uh, so they become, and your body temperature actually drops. Uh, your eye movement stops, your brain wave starts uh, uh, slowing down, and you actually lose your sense of place. Uh, so that's uh, kind of that point where you're not quite sure where you are. Have you ever woken up and, and you don't know where you are? You just like not sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of coming out of stage two there, and that's actually like the average level of sleep. So that's where we spend most of our night in stage two. So just a little bit deeper. We're not so easily woken up. Um, but we're not quite in the full deep, deep sleep, um, you know. And then as you move around into the deeper sleep, into stage three, um, your blood pressure drops, your muscles relax, uh, and uh, repairs in the body and um, energy uh, restoration happens. Uh, and so that's getting into stage three. 
sleep and then finally when you get to, into REM sleep that's where you experience the vivid, vivid dreams oh so that's when your brain actually becomes active again and your eyes start to dart rapidly around uh your muscles are actually paralyzed in this state uh, so you can't move, uh, although we might talk a little bit later on about some people whose muscles aren't paralysed in this state and that becomes very dangerous. Um, oh. And uh, your breathing actually becomes irregular, as does your heart rate. Uh, so, th- I mean, in some ways it's, it's paradoxical because our body's completely out while our brain's going kind of crazy. It's like we're awake and it's, it's firing all over the place. Our um, brain's just messing with us. Yeah, yeah, and it's... it's um, it's it's quite crazy what's happening here, and it, you know it's it's one of those things that scientists do study sleep a lot. And as I said, there's lots of studies out there. But what's actually happening in that state? Mm, not quite sure. You know, there's lots of things. Oh, yeah. But I always find that. So does that include when you say the vivid dreams? Does that include the dreams you remember? Because I find that you could dream heaps during a night, but you only remember the dream you had like just before you woke up. Yeah. So you must be in a what like stage two or something to be having those dreams that's well like surely you wouldn't go from stage three to then waking up no no it's it's not spontaneously but yeah you do kind of fade through you you imagine um you know the the little line graphs changing it drops right down into rem sleep and then slowly uh, moves back up into stage um three two one sleep and you and you wake up and so yeah it is those generally those last dreams that you remember Mm. um kind of bringing their way through um the, the the stages of sleep there because yeah. I'm I'm a sleep talker. I ah. sleep talk a lot in my sleep. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't sleep talk if you're awake. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot, and I've been told that I say a lot of crazy stuff. And you could tell me that back the next day, and I'd say, well, I, well, I don't know. Yeah. If I was having a dream that was relevant to that or not. I've no idea. And then because one time I was sleep talking, and my partner tried talking back to me because mm. he was awake. And I was getting really mad, really mad in this dream because the things he was saying to me that were filtering in weren't the things that should have been said <laughs> because he was disrupting my dream or whatever. Ah. So the things he was saying, I started getting really mad at him and cursing at him. You're saying the wrong thing, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. Why are you saying that sort of thing until the point where he was laughing so much? I woke up think, saying, what's going on? That's quite interesting because I mean, there's there's a range of things we can uh, say when we're sleep talking. Uh, official name is some. S- oh, I practice this. <laughs> <laughs> I do this all the time. I practice words and then I get on the air. Somniloquy. Somniloquy, which is like soliloquy and som- yeah, yeah, and, uh, which is sleep. I like um, that. Somniloquy. I sound so poetic. Yeah, um, and it can occur in both the REM sleep and the non-REM sleep. So the really deep stuff and the oh. non-deep stuff too. And um, <clears throat> what it's caused by is uh, motor breakthrough of dream speech. Um, so you know how I was saying before that our muscles relax and they're kind of mm. paralysed, and that goes through all stages. So our muscles start relaxing as we sleep, and then they get paralysed when we move into REM sleep. Well, this is what's happening here, um, but the uh, the motor breakthrough is coming through, and you can activate your mouth and vocal cords briefly switched on, and uh, then you can speak out loud from what's happening in your dream. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I do that all the time, and I laugh a lot in my sleep too, which is really freaky for people. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, I'll yeah. just be lying there and then, ah! <laughs> at nothing. Or yeah. sometimes I sit up, 
and oh. start moving my arms around. Oh, like no, my partner strange. said one time I sat up and it was like I was opening cupboards in the kitchen and I was trying to find something and mm. then I just lay back down. Oh, no, that's so weird. I'm either possessed or this is scientifically something that's this, okay. Well, it, it, it is... Um yeah, it is okay because yeah, you can get through. <laughs> Condone there, my behaviour. There can be there can be some really dangerous cases of it, um, and uh, like I might get to them in, of sleepwalking and sleep mm. movement. Um, but if, as far as sleep talking goes, um, it's actually pretty. Uh, no, it's not that bad, and it's pretty nonsensical too. Uh, like quite often, you know, if you do try to have that conversation, it doesn't quite make sense. As as your no, partner I'm pretty sure found. I had a lengthy conversation <clears throat> in my sleep about cheese. Mm. No, which I mean, I love cheese, and I would probably have that same conversation awake. <laughs> but it's more that I was having it with myself and asleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and. Um, it's rare that they're actually recorded, but uh, some people's speeches have been recorded. And, in fact, uh, some occasionally they've recorded people's confessions to uh, wrongdoing and, and things that they've been up to. Really? But it's not submissible in court. It's oh, inadmissible evidence. Oh, no! Because, really? Because it's actually not the product of a conscious or rational mind. And so, in reality, you're actually talking nonsense. Uh, oh, so, I don't know. I mean... Oh, well, look, man, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, should, they should just have recording devices in a whole lot of prisons to, like, catch out. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's not necessarily activating genuine memories or parts of the minds. It's that random... So it could be like a TV show you watched yeah, and you exactly. were in place of exactly. the murderer or something. Um, wow. Yeah, so... But I, I do know, like, I've had conversations with friends um, when, you know, you've been sleeping over at someone's place and someone's fallen asleep early and they start sleep talking. You start trying to talk to them and, you mm. know, trying to find out, you know, who they like at that point in time <laughs> or something like that and in fact it was great with one of our friends we were doing this and we were slowly you know working our way around to it for her and um and then we got oh, so so who do you like better who's your favorite guy at the moment <laughs> and then she told us to get stuffed <laughs> <laughs> and got a half woke up after that so we're like oh okay she we, wasn't we, asleep we, at all. yeah <laughs> no she was asleep we just managed to bring her out by bringing her into genuine conversation oh, uh, nice try yeah i know so uh you know not always good conversation when you're asleep but see, that sounds rational to me. So then you could have been like, and who did you kill? <laughs> Get stuffed. Oh. Yeah. You have to be, you know. They should start a whole vigilant. police, you know. You know how there's like special victims unit and whatever the other one is. Yeah, and then can... you could have the sleep unit. Da-da-da-da-da, sleep unit. Or the law and order, like the bung bung. Yeah. And they're all wearing like those nightcaps, you know, <laughs> that they wear in old timey, like oh, the Victorian yes. nightgowns the, and then the, the long sort of Santa uniform. hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the badge is made of like flannelette so it doesn't yeah. hurt them when they sleep oh, in it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I would be in that. <laughs> totally. Totally. All right. Well, that's a lot about sleep. What's actually happening when we sleep? Well, there's a few key functions that's happening, but we're going to find out about those in just a minute. I think we need a music break. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, we nap break. We we're going to have a nap, nap break. break. We can have a nap in here while everyone else listens to some music. <laughs> uh, we struggled with the theme song this morning, uh, which is kind of ironic because I was feeling nostalgic when I was planning this show and uh, I wanted to play our old theme song on Fuzzy. So I think we're going to have it. Uh, for those long-term listeners, you know what this song is. For those who haven't uh, tuned in for many, many years... Uh, uh, this is Daft Punk with Around the World.
was Daft Punk there with Around the World helping some of our old Fuzzy Logic listeners and presenters reminisce on our former theme tune. The time is 11.31 and you're listening to Fuzzy Logic here on Tubular X Community Radio. So it's Phoebe and Broderick and just to uh, wake you back up... Imagine that every day for your university life, waking up to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Robbie Williams and all the artists out there. Oh, dear. Anyway, I was thinking, Mm. what would aliens think of us, first of all, in general, but second of all, the fact that we sleep every night, they'd sort of be, you know, spying on us as they do, or could be doing, or don't do, I don't know. And they're looking at us... As we get ready for this sort of ceremony, we put on these special outfits and then we lie down in these special places that we've set out and then we close our eyes, twitch, flick our eyes around and then wake up, or, you know, come back to life eight hours later or something. What, what would that look like to them? It's creepy when it's you think about it that way. It's weird when you put it like that, yeah. Special outfits. <laughs> and that's true. Why do these outfits always have puppies and kittens on them what does that mean <laughs> and and um and special flaps as well you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i i i don't I've, I've never actually found them but on the movies they always have like the the rear rear end flaps so you can just that's always in comedy movies yeah true where it's true. always backed with like True, but like, yeah, it is a weird thing, isn't it, that we do? Um, yes, I mean, personally, I like my Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah, well, actually, I haven't, um, I haven't bought a pair of pajamas in quite a long time. What? Uh, I know. Don't, don't be telling me you sleep nude. No, that, no, that no, creeps no, me no, out. No, no, no. But it's, um, it's just been like just grabbing old T-shirts and that sort of thing, oh, or yeah. just yeah, sleeping in the undies, just easy. Just jump Spider-Man in and go. So it's Spider-Man. <laughs> Spidey sleep. Spidey sleep, that's right. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, it's it's a very strange process that we go through. But, I mean, there's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be a reason why humans develop. Well, and we're not the only animals that sleep. Most no. animals sleep in some form or another. Um, we just seem to have a bit more ceremony about it. Uh, the way well, we... I mean, yeah, other animals don't seem to wear clothes in general because they have uh, furs and so on and so forth. <laughs> Except those poor domesticated animals that have no choice but to wear frilly costumes. And... <laughs> in fact, I... Uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not to say that I dress up my cat or anything like that yet. But um, I was watching a documentary yesterday on uh, My Monkey Baby. Have you seen that? No. It's people in America and they're like... 50,000 people across America who have pet monkeys and they dress them up and and similar like they have little like pajamas for them and everything to put over their nappies nappies on these monkeys that live in their houses right Mm mhm okay I, I think Rob's I'm just I'm, stunned. I'm, I'm, That's we, it. <laughs> we, we, we were we were on a path <laughs> talking about sleep today, and you've just taken us completely on a sidetrack down for monkeys. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm going to bring us back to the sleeping path because um, we were talking about how strange it is, weren't we? Yes. And um, monkeys are uh, monkeys. You know, monkeys are strange too. Monkeys are equally strange. But um, there's some, there's some proper processes that are going on, and as with 
um, I kind of like this about science in a lot of ways. You know, some of the more common things like sleeping, we still don't quite understand why we do it, mm. um, and and scientists are studying it. Uh, but there's a few few theories as to uh, why we sleep, um, and each of them have uh, some decent evidence in there. And um, one of the big theories is restoration. Mm. Um, so restoring our bodies, all the stuff we burned up during the day, we restore, we replace, we rebuild during the night. Um, and in fact, that as an explanation uh, goes right back to Aristotle. He said that about 2,300 years ago, talking about um, restoring ourselves as we sleep. And look, it's an idea that comes in and out of the research, as often happens with research. Someone will prove it, someone will disprove it, and, and it comes in and out of fashion. Um, but at the the recent research has been showing that uh, within the brain, a whole raft of genes are being turned on only during sleep. Really? Yeah. So, And these, these genes are associated with restoration and metabolic pathways, the processing things within our body. So there's, that's really good evidence to this restoration hypothesis that mm. uh, our bodies are trying to restore, trying to rebuild as we go to sleep. And, and that's the only time that that sort of uh, restoration can happen. But that's the thing. You know when they talk about like a... Like, oh, you know, you have to be on bed rest for eight months or whatever. That seems like a really, you know, Victorian sort of, <laughs> oh, that's sort of nonsense along with, you know, leeches and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But, I mean, are they just calling... Like, they're not calling it bed rest anymore. They're just sort of saying, get some extra sleep. Well, and and this is this is genuine sleep, yeah, not just lying down. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the other thing about bed rest is, of course, energy conservation mm. um, because you're lying down. And that's another theory of why we sleep too. You know, you sleep to save calories. Um, when we're awake, we're burning calories, we're moving about, we're doing things. Um, Are you saying if we didn't sleep, we'd get to eat more? Because I... Man, that is a tough call. Eat more <laughs> or sleep? Eat e more. Well, the, the, the funny thing is that the energy saving of sleeping is only about 110 calories, oh. which isn't much. It's like a few slices of bread um, that, that we're saving by, by sleeping. Um, so, look, it is uh, a way to conserve energy, but for that sort of energy saving, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, so, potentially, there's, there's, it's not just about energy conversation, conversation? conservation. <laughs> I have uh, energy, have conversations. sleep conversations. Uh, but the other big thing that we do know happens during sleep is memory consolidation. Um, that's consolidating all the things that we've done during the day. Mm, um, downloading it. Well, that's right. And I don't know if uh, you've taken on a new new manual learning task quite often. I mean, it can be uh, purely mental, but if, especially if you're doing manual things like learning to play guitar mm. or, or something like that, and you just practice, 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 struggle, 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 and you're like, right, that's it. I'm going to sleep. I'm done. You have a sleep. You come back to it the next day, and it's just like ding, 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 just comes off. Um, <laughs> and that's know, how rock stars. That's are born. how rock stars are born. They just sleep lots. No, I mean it's not. It's not a magic cure all, but it does help you to to consolidate those memories and wow. build it in. Well, that's funny actually, because uh, I don't know. When I was in high school, they did a whole thing about you know, good ways to remember and study and blah, 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 blah. And one of them, which I still do now, if I need to remember something like, uh, you know, if you're practicing for a job interview or something and you want to remember the answers or something that, mm. you know, you've, you've prepared, I find that if I write them down in my own handwriting and then read it just before I go to bed, I'll remember it a lot better than if I've just gone over it and over it and over it during the day. Interesting. Yeah, just read it uh. right before you go to sleep. And then ah. it'll be in there a bit easier. But I find if it's in your own handwriting, that makes it easier too. Because you can 
It's familiar. Well, and there'd be um, some arguments there for uh, memory prompting. So when you wrote it down, you were remembering it mm. and you're remembering it from the textbook, say, copying it out. Um, and then when you're reading it back in your own handwriting, you're not only remembering it there, but you're remembering when you wrote it from that well, point too. Um, so and that, then sleeping. And- yeah. Getting it all in there. Well, that's right, and and sleeping sleeping is really good for that reset process. And they say um, in exam times, certainly sleep is just as important as the study. Um, you're better off doing a quick read before you go to bed and actually getting some sleep than trying mm. to pull an all nighter with the study. Um, and in fact, studies have shown that um, if you are trying to learn a new task and you sleep deprive people, they just can't do it. The mm. ability to learn new things is completely smashed. Uh, well, but- that'd be why. Do you watch Survivor? Because in Survivor, Mm. as the days wear on, because they're in there for 39 days, and they don't sleep very well because they're sleeping in, you know, poorly built shacks. And uh, towards the end of the series, you can really tell because they'll do like a memory game and you'll be sitting there at home like, come on, that's easy. Clearly the next shape in the, you know, logical sequence is blah. But they're all really struggling. And they say it's because we haven't had any sleep. Also, we haven't had much food and they just can't perform as well as they thought that they would and I just find that amazing how for granted we take you know that we can get decent sleep and we can get decent food and you know for the, for the most part and uh, can function yeah. pre- pretty darn well totally totally and I mean yeah and sleep just plays a huge part in that function yeah of that um, it also enhances our creativity too mm. um, and what seems to be going on there is that in our brain our neural connections uh, that are important um, those connections are linked and strengthened um, when we get some sleep while those that are less important tend to fade away wow um, so it's kind of like so our... we've already said that musicians are better sleeping more because then yeah. they become rock stars overnight and uh, now artists. So basically, if you want to be that, what is it, left side of the brain person, just sleep all the time. Just sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep, and then you'll be a famous whatever you want to be. Well, you've got to get some good sleep. Some good sleep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. sleep, then. Good sleep. So, you know, yeah. drink your chamomile tea and... Well, is, is that how you get to sleep? Is that... Mm, sometimes. Uh, I drink peppermint tea sometimes to get okay. to sleep. Yeah, no, I'm a big, I'm a big chamomile fan. Um, but uh, one of the biggest things to actually get people to sleep, um, and it's not something you can do right before bed, but during the day, is uh, to get more sun. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. If you if you expose yourself to sunlight, um, and uh, talking about proper sunlight, not just fluoro light inside, yeah. um, you'll sleep better at night. Uh, wow! And this comes from a study where they looked at uh, workers um, who worked in environments with lots of windows and others in windowless spaces, um, and found that those who worked with windows uh, got about forty five more minutes of sleep each night. So it's not a huge amount more. I guess 45 minutes. Well, 45 minutes is, uh, you what know... What are these people working in windowless rooms? I know, isn't curiosity? that terrible? No, but what are they? I'm trying to think. I guess if you worked at a shopping centre, that yeah, would be no windows. In a shopping centre. If you worked centre- at a casino, there'd be no windows. Yeah, or an internal office. If you had your own office space, it's pretty easy to... Um, especially if you have individual uh, offices, it's pretty easy to be in one without a room. Uh, well, one without, without a room. room. <laughs> <laughs> well, without a window. Yeah, um, but I mean, uh, isn't that... <laughs> that's because you're new to the office and you have to work your way up until you earn yourself a, a window, window and then yeah. you earn yourself that sleep. Maybe that's what it is. That's right, maybe. Maybe these office people were onto it way before scientists were. Yeah, and you totally. had to keep people down. Totally. Make them work harder because they were getting less sleep. Mm. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that's how we keep down the uh, the lower classes wide open. <laughs> Potentially, but I mean, it also shows things why things like uh, seasonal affective disorder are real. Um, so I don't. We don't. That really, is a real thing. That is a real because thing because I heard that on like a teen girl movie. Yeah, and was like, really. So I I feel like we we don't get it in Australia as much because we get so much sun. Um, so even in here in Canberra, when it gets super cold during winter, we still get really sunny days, you know, getting at least uh, seven or eight hours oh, of sun true. out there in the day. Whereas I've, I don't know if you spent a winter overseas. I lived for two months in Germany and um, that was over Christmas time. Beautiful, beautiful snow everywhere. Mm. But I started uh, getting, and I wasn't necessarily depressed, it was just more... Um, drowsy and mopey and around the house as uh, as the time wore on and I kind of realized you know I'd um wake up in the dark and I catch the bus to school in the dark well, and then true, yeah. um and then come home we'd come home for lunch because that's the way German schools work you finish the day and then go home for lunch it's beautiful um but then get home for lunch and because it was so cold I'd just hang about inside um and my mm. exchange mother started encouraging me to go for walks after lunch um and uh she she could see that I was getting more tired and she's just telling me to go for walks and explained um it'll make me feel better and it did it did. It was one of those things. I started regularly going for walks and it, it started to make me feel better just because I was getting outside and trying to get that sun. And while there wasn't heaps of sun out there, mm. um, it was helping. You weren't like, helping. oh, some weird German thing. I guess I'll humour her and do well, it. And I'll wait, it worked. Yeah, it, it, did, it did work. And now I've sort of found the science that backs that up um, with that. So totally cute. Wow. So they actually go through this every year. Like they're aware of it. Yeah. And, oh, it's getting darker. So we better actively try to... That's right, actively wow. try and get outside. And you can imagine, like, me as a school student, I'd have um, days uh, so we're plenty of time to do that. But you can imagine if you worked in an office nine to five over there, you know, you go to work in the dark, you leave work in the dark. Mm. That's pretty depressing. Um, so, yeah, try and get yourself outside a bit during the day to um, pump yourself up. But, you know, how old were you? Uh, at the time, I was uh, 15. Oh, well, you would have needed heaps more sleep then anyway. Don't teenagers oh, need true. more sleep than, true. than adults? True, teenagers or, do need more children sleep. children or, or something like that? Or is that just a myth? No, you no. Angsty teens just want to stay away from people and sleep more? Well, it's, it's true that they need more sleep, but it's also true that... Um, that we should be waking up at different times depending on our age. Mm. Um, and this is, this is a, a study that's been done looking at uh, the ideal wake-up times for people. And as a society, we're very much based around that nine-to-five working day. Um, but in reality, that only works for kids aged uh, around eight to ten mm. and people over 55. Mm. And all those people in the middle there should be waking up at different times. In fact, um, sleep scientists from uh, Oxford University's Sleep and Circadian Neuroscience Institute uh, studied this, and they basically found that... Um, Children aged 8 to 10 should start their day at 8.30, so that's about your normal school day, so mm. that's pretty good. Uh, but 16-year-olds should be starting their day at 10am and 18-year-olds at 11am. Wow. And, the and, handful of teens that are listening are rejoicing if they're not 
asleep still. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is past eleven, so hopefully they're up. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's a huge thing. But we're so settled into the nine to five lifestyle. But in reality, we we should look at changing. And in fact, I know some schools in Australia have started looking at um, late school sessions. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I wish there I was one of those schools. Yeah, schools out of Melbourne and that sort of thing. So just starting later and oh, finishing later. Melbourne being yeah. ahead of the curve. That's right. <laughs> Um, but, I mean, it also applies to, to middle-aged adults as well. Because, mm. as I said, we don't sort of um, settle into that same pattern of an 8.30 start until we get much older, to, to 55 or so. Um, and so uh, we should potentially be starting starting work generally at 10am, you know, working 10 till 6 rather than 9 to 5. Wow. Um, which is, I mean, it's an interesting thought because you, you think in some ways that whatever um, rhythms we have, they're kind of set and that's going to that's gonna be it. Um, and if we start work later, then we'll just go to bed later and so it should all just equal out. If we start work earlier, we go to bed earlier. But it, so. it doesn't quite work like that. I prefer to get into like work that. early and then leave early well, so and- that I've got the whole afternoon to myself. Mm. See, I, I like having the afternoon to myself, but I also like taking it easy in the morning too. And, you know, while I might get up at 7.30, I don't mind sticking around at home until like 9 and just taking it easy and chilled and then getting into work and staying a bit later. So, mm. yeah, there's options but either then, way. But then, but, 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 but. Yeah. If you had some schools starting at 8.30 and then you had other schools starting at 10 and then you had some workplaces starting at 10, I mean, society would collapse. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. It, it would be, it would be absolute I mean, but, chaos. But again, more buts. Yeah. Maybe everyone would be so relaxed. Society would actually be okay because everyone's getting the right amount of sleep that they should be getting. It's just that it's, it's, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to call somebody and they're not at work yet. And you're just like, oh. I just want to get this sorted. They're not even here yet. Yeah. But I had enough sleep, so I'm okay with it. So neutral ground. It could go anyway. It could. It could go, yeah. How long do you reckon you could sleep for, Phoebe? In What's one it? go? In one go. Uh, ten hours? Ten hours? Yeah, ten but hours? I reckon that's only if I've had a huge night. I yeah. mean, I would say normally my preference is to have about seven and a half hours sleep. I feel the most yeah. rejuvenated after that. Yeah. Well... In a minute, we're going to look at a study where some people were sent down into caves and uh, so completely no sunlight for weeks and weeks and uh, see how long they slept for. Place uh, your beds. Yeah. But before we jump into that, let's have a little bit more music. This is the April Maze with their song, uh, The Bishop Who Ate His Boots. The April Maze there with the bishop who ate his boots, the story of a man who got trapped out in the wilderness and uh, had to survive on his boots. And yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's coming to you from Fuzzy Logic today on 98.3 FM, 2XX Community Radio. And today it's Broderick and Phoebe in the studio and we've been talking about sleep. And before we went to that song, I asked you how long you think you could sleep for Phoebe said 10 hours I reckon I've done 12 before but that was after a very long flight and lots of jet lag mm, and all true. that sort of thing yeah but so, so I, well well based on a very well-known story and it's mm. like totally true <laughs> I would say years and hundreds of years <laughs> years sleeping beauty everyone <laughs> it's totally factual <laughs> 
She slept for hundreds of years and then was awoken by a kiss and didn't seem at all groggy or have bad breath when she no, woke she up because quite the good prince when seemed happy yeah. and she wasn't haggard and old after all that sleep. So I'm going to say hundreds and hundreds of years. And then I ask you, yeah, just to get completely off track. All right. Do you think that after all that sleep, when Sleeping Beauty woke up, she never had to sleep again? She could stay awake for like forever because she just racked she up all the sleep up she needed sleep in, in her, her life. sleep bank. Yeah, yeah. I'd say no, um, because when we were talking before about those the the three things that sleep do, so it saves conserves energy. Sure, she would have conserved heaps of energy. Maybe that's by why she didn't age long. because she was so restored maybe, in this hundred years sleep. But yeah, all that that daily restoration and those uh, connections that the brain is making and dropping during sleep, I reckon it would still need to do that. Um, mm. And so, yeah, there, there has been some scientific studies that have shown you can um, wipe a sleep debt. So if you have a couple of uh, low sleep nights, like you're out late and you only get five or six hours sleep for a couple of nights, you can then have a sleep for 10, 11, 12 hours and catch up again. And there's no detrimental health effects. Maybe that's what Sleeping Beauty was doing. She May- was partying really hard trying to find her prince for like ages and then decided you know what I need to sleep bank this off 100 100 years later 100 years totally I think that could happen potentially potentially. no I don't know how the prince would have put up with it because seriously they would have been like oh I love you I love you too let's get married so is like uh, a spinning wheel still a thing no they're not still a thing (laughs) really we have nothing in common because you're 100 years in the past it would have been difficult. I, I feel like they would have gotten hilarious. over it. You know, fairy tales and all that. Just, uh, you know, well, maybe that's the problem. We pretend there's happy endings, but there's never a happy ending. If anything, it's just an ending. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, it, well, okay, what was the actual answer What was the, the actual question? answer? All right, we'll go make our way back into the real world. Yeah. Um, oh. And, uh, and uh, it's interesting, this uh, study comes to us from caves where there were people sleeping for 30 hours at a time. What? 30 hours. Okay. So what? I'll, I'll give you some background. <laughs> there were two cave explorers, uh, Josie Loris and Antoine Seni, um, who were asked to live underground for months in the 1960s. Uh, Now, this was part of looking at how astronauts might react to long uh, periods in rockets, uh, because, of course, this was around the time of the moon launches, and they were were exploring that. And so they they asked these uh, cave explorers to go down into the cave underground, no daylight, no nightlight, just same situation the whole time. And... uh, when they emerged from their solitude, uh, having stayed in separate caves, both thought that much less time had passed than was actually the case. In fact, to the tune of several weeks. So they thought they, they were weeks behind in their timelines. Did they have lights down there? Like, were they just down there playing Monopoly for three weeks? Like, what were they down there to do? Uh, they did have some stuff down there. Um, so they, they had lights because they, they read a bit. They, okay, so they weren't uh, just living like multiple. No, no, no. They read, they listened to music, they knitted. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. It's the 60s. There's nothing good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And uh, and look forward to the time when they would finally see the sun, <laughs> was the quote from Josie. Uh, but yeah, when um, they would sometimes sleep for stretches of 30 hours at a time wow. and wake up. But when they woke up, they thought they'd only had a short nap. I isn't, still think the Sleeping Beauty thing could strange. be true after this. Maybe, maybe. Maybe her bed was in a cave. <gasps> totally, totally. Maybe she was down in that cave sleeping the whole time. Yeah, she wasn't in yeah. the castle at all. 
Some details change in these stories. They do. They do. <laughs> you I don't know how the prince got down there. He sort of fell through a hole and he fell into the cave and was like, cave. hey. Was like, hey, there's a woman here. This is a good find. Yeah. Um, give, her, give her a little kiss. <laughs> Go for the best. Kiss of life. Go for it. Yeah. Well, look, that almost brings us to 12 o'clock, Phoebe, which uh, means does. we probably need to start wrapping it up. I've um, thinking about napping. Yeah, look, hopefully hopefully, listeners uh, are still awake and with us and haven't fallen asleep. Um, or if you did, that's okay too. That's okay. Sleep it's, is so good for you. We'll play Robbie Williams in a sec to wake you up again. <laughs> no! Uh, <laughs> no! Um, but uh, we hope you've got something out of today and maybe a bit more info on uh, how your sleeping actually works. Uh, we'll be back. Well, we won't be back. Someone else will be back in the studio next Sunday. I think it's uh, Eleanor coming in next Sunday. Uh, we've also got our Fuzzy Logic Ask Fuzzy column, which this week is looking at wombats mm-hmm. um, and uh, talking about some of the issues that they're facing. Uh, and Rod recently went on a visit to wombats and said they were very cute. Um, but it's very sad with some of the uh, the main issues that they're facing. Uh, on uh, their... Sleeping too much? Don't they sleep no, in No, they do sleep a lot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you're interested in that, check out our uh, column in Fairfax Newspapers, Ask Fuzzy. Uh, and if you've got any questions for that, you can email us, askfuzzy at zoho.com. If you enjoyed today's show, you can always download our podcast, Fuzzy Logic, on 2xx.podbean.com, or you can find us on iTunes. Just look for the one with the Autumn Leaf logo but that's about it for now so it's uh thanks very much for coming in phoebe thank you night night everyone yeah and uh, it's good night from me <laughs> <laughs>